When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh, and I am joined by my friend and co-host Alex. We are here to talk about, well, yes, the Giants' really big and huge and demolishing win over the Philadelphia Eagles. That was half a Jalen Hurts uh, issue and then half a Marcus Mariota issue. We'll get into all of that. But also, Joe Shane and Brian Dable, and that is the reason we are recording here on Monday morning of January 8th. Because they had their press conference early this morning, we're going to react to that a little bit, not give a a ton of info besides talk about uh, the firings of a couple people, the offensive line coach in Bobby Johnson and the special teams coordinator in Thomas McGahee were both fired, and that was addressed early on right in the beginning of the press conference. It was Brian Dable's opening statement, and then Joe Shane also talked about a few different other things, but don't worry. It's not like we're going to just forget about the season completely. I know everyone's already done, though. All the Giants fans are like, all right, we finished with, you know, six wins on the year. We're done. Six and 11. That's it. We are not done. We are going to have at least one or two more episodes still talking about what happened this season. And we actually just talked about before we hopped on the mics for this episode that later in the week, we are hoping to give you our normal season recap that we do after every season we've had for the Giant take. Um, but we're going to have our initial thoughts, like I said, on the press conference, and then we'll get into more of like a holistic lens of how this season uh, went. Just like Joe Shane and Brian Dibble answered their press conference today when they were asked about specific things. Oh, we're going to take a look at everything. We're going to take a look at uh, everything and uh, everything and and everything. I heard that about 17 times. Um, Gosh, we're going to look at everything, are we not? We we are going to look at everything next episode, though. There you go. But for right now, what we're going to do is we're going to introduce Alex before he sends it back to me, actually, because there is something I need to cover. Um, we'll see if Alex can think about what that is. But for right now, Alex, how are you doing? I have no idea what that is, but I'm doing well. Uh, as you can see, I'm back at school in this weird call pod thing uh, that they have. So here we are. It's the new recording space, I guess. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but yeah, I'm doing well. Huge win. It was great to see. Eagles fans in tears, Nick Sirianni in tears, the whole Eagles team in tears. Um, it was just, it was, it was quite fun, and them trying to brush it off like it's all going to be okay in the playoffs when they are getting bounced out, probably by the Bucks, maybe not. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, that it was a good win. You know, everyone played really well, and they fought for Brian Dable. 
uh, in this fine final game. And I thought that was the key thing here for the Giants that are they going to show fight? Are they going to show that intensity? Um, you know, are people going to take pride in their work? And it, by work, uh, I mean their performance on the football field. And uh, I think they did. And I was just happy to see that. And a very, very good big win, a blowout uh, pretty much for almost all of the game uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles, who, you know, haven't been great this year, but they're still uh, a very good team. So um, I'm, I'm happy with how this ended, how the season ended. And we only dropped one pick because of the win from five to six. And the team that jumped us is the Chargers, who aren't taking a quarterback either, obviously, because of uh, Justin Herbert. And they're not taking a receiver either, probably, with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Quentin Johnston. So uh, the two positions that I think the Giants probably are looking at in the first round, they're not taking. So overall, it's not a not a big issue, I think, from that point of view, for anyone who wants a little bit of draft talk before we get into the non-draft stuff. I was about to say, we went from we're going to take a holistic lens, look back on the season, and Alex is already jumping two months ahead, three months ahead, hey, four I months ahead. I know people want to talk to the about NFL that real draft. quick. I know people want to hear that, so I had to I had to give the people what they want, Josh. Well, here's something that may, maybe only one person wants or a few people want, but it must be done. Um, it's not only a special day, Alex, because the Giants fired Thomas McGahee, and uh, we're going to get a new special teams coordinator in here. But I did announce the date a little bit earlier. Today is Monday, January 8th. And it is also a very special person's birthday. And that is my father, who turned 50 today. He is now 50 years birthday old. Birthday to you. I'm not going to continue singing. I'm sorry. Happy um, birthday. So happy birthday, Dad. Number one fan of the Giant Take this podcast. Is true. I'm sure he takes pride in that. Um, so I, I, had to, I had to give him a birthday shout out early on in this episode. So, you know. When he's listening later or watching, um, he's going to be very happy about this. So I did not know the birthday, exact Dad. date of his birthday, so that, that was my reason I did not bring it up. I'm sorry. Well, now you know. And you said now you, I know. you sang Happy Birthday, which is a step ahead of saying it like I just did. So There you go. I did sing it. There you go. So Happy Birthday, Dad, and hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. We'll get into the 27-10 to 10 Giants win that was a birthday gift for him yesterday. Tyrod Taylor going 23 for 32, 297 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Alex, we had a point in this game where Tyrod Taylor got injured with a thumb injury, came out of this game. So then Tommy DeVito and we were like, oh my gosh, what a way. This is how the Giants season should end. You know what, at this point, just throw out Tommy DeVito and we'll see what he can do. And hopefully he slings it for his final game uh, in this 2023 regular season, 24 regular season, I guess, 2023-24 uh, and DeVito ends up getting injured, too. and just didn't look good throughout the entire uh, stint that he was in for a drive or two. Uh, his lower body seemed to just be shaken up. Maybe it was just the time that it was, you know, now late in the last game of the season, just your body wears down. Or maybe it was a lingering injury coming in. Maybe it was something that happened during the game. But we had a point that we thought, oh, boy, Paris Campbell emergency, you know, quarterback coming in or... Um, Jacob Eason, I believe, was our third-string quarterback for this game. Is he going to come in as emergency quarterback? Like, how is this giant season going to end? And I feel like it was a picture-perfect ending just shows how this season was because it was a season of injuries, especially a season of injuries in regards to our quarterbacks with, you know, Daniel Jones going out with a Josh, Tony this ACL. sounds a little bit like a season recap episode type type uh, phrasing and terminology here, Josh. I just want you to be careful, you know? If you can talk about the draft... For a minute, I'm allowed to make one reference to the season. And uh, and that was 
that, you know, with Tyrod Taylor going out, Tommy DeVito going out, it just was a little reminiscent of just what the season was. And uh, luckily, Tyrod Taylor powers through the pain, stays in, and puts up a pretty good performance in the end of things. And my God, was it amazing to see Saquon Barkley run in for two touchdowns, whether that is his final two touchdowns of his New York Giants career, uh, whether it's just more of the same in the future, we'll have to wait and see. But it was nice to see those uh, go in. And then Darius Slayton does what he does best. And he's now led the Giants, I believe, in four seasons uh, receiving-wise. Five catch for 62, 62 yards in this game, excuse me, and a touchdown. Wandale again doing his thing as well. Five catches for 85 yards. It really seems like Wandale has a bright future, not only for himself, but on this team. Uh, with the way that Tyrod was throwing to him, and hopefully Jones does the same as it seems like he'll be the, the quarterback that the Giants start with next season. It's, a, it's another thing that Joe Shane alluded to today, and it's something that he said throughout the bye week. But Wanda Robinson, just his elusiveness and the way he's able to make plays and also gives you that second effort as well. Not only once he makes the catch, he goes down, he always tries to fight for that extra yard, and that's something that we didn't see a lot of the Giants players do this season, but it is something consistently that we see out of Wanda Robinson. Yeah, absolutely. He's been terrific. Um, you know, I think you see a lot of potential with him and Hyatt. Uh, I know I'm getting into season recap territory there, but um, the way that they just find open space, particularly Wondell Robinson, he's really grown into this season. He had that big play, um, you know, 33 yards or whatever it was. And I thought, you know, he is one of those difference makers that I don't think, again, he's going to be your number one receiver. Um, hint, hint to the draft or free agency or whatever you want to talk about. Um, I don't think he's even a number two receiver, but I think he's that third guy who you can really just bring in um, and he can make something happen. He's more of a playmaker, gets the ball in his hands, more of a gadget type of player. And, um, you know, maybe that's not ideal for what the Giants are looking for at this moment, but I think long term, in terms of, you know, a successful offense, you need a player like that. And I think. Wando Robinson fills that mold completely. And we always see with receivers, they have a much better second year post ACL than they do first year. So I think that's going to be a positive uh, revelation for him as well. I want to touch on the O-line. They were bad again, um, at least pretty poor relatively. And I felt like, um, you know, obviously improvement needs to be done there. And obviously they took action this morning on that. Um, but it, it just, it needs to get better. And you know, obviously, don't worry, Alex. Immediately, once the O line coach goes, you know the offensive line just increases twenty seven levels. You know, I mean, it cannot get worse. That's how it works, it? right? It can't get worse. Can it's it? like it's like Madden. It's like Madden. You like you fire like the C grade coach, and you bring in the A grade coach, and it's just, it's yeah. just done immediately. Immediate fix. But obviously, this there's is a long this road is sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, for anyone, there's a long road to go for them. But um, there's definitely a lot of issues to fix there, and they were not good against that Eagles front front five, front four, whatever it was at the time. And, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to cover on the offense besides uh, Wondell, like you mentioned. Yeah, I, and then the last one I have is Darren Waller. And, um, you know, he had five catches for 45 yards. Uh, we'll have to see where his future goes. Joe Shane talked about in the press conference again, mentioning that, that um, he does not regret the trade. He would do it again today if he had the opportunity to make that trade which seems to indicate that Darren Waller will continue to be a giant next season. Not really any new news in that realm, but it's just something that I mean, to was... To be completely honest, I would also still make the trade. So I the a li limited asset, right? You're talking basically a fourth-round pick for Darren Waller, and 
I think the upside he brings when he's healthy, which has been limited this season, of course, I think I would still do it again, too. So I agree with Joe Shane. He's been disappointing, though. Um, so along those lines, so yeah, so we, we finished the game with um, our starting quarterback being Tyrod Taylor leading the Giants to end their season with a win over the Eagles, by the way, which snaps a numerous amount of games in a row the Giants have lost. Brian Debo until that game had not won a single contest against the Eagles in his two seasons as head coach. So congrats to Brian Dable for finally beating the Eagles. Um, so that leaves us with questions, right? Tyrod Taylor, contract expired. Is he going to come back with the New York Giants next season as a backup or a third-string quarterback at that if the Giants bring in a quarterback in free agency and the dra- or the draft, which is what Joe Shane has now repeatedly said twice in his bi-week press conference and now his end-of-season press conference. So it will happen. Free agent draft, we don't know, but they will bring in a quarterback of some sort. So does that mean Tyrod Taylor's time with the Giants is over? When he was asked about that, he said it's still in play, so it's still an option if the Giants want to move that way. And then Saquon Barkley. Uh, Joe Shane again asked about this in the press conference. He said it is an option. He doesn't want to have to use his franchise tag every year. It's just an option that you know the team every team has in the NFL. Um, and he's going, you know, same thing that we heard last year. He's going to meet with Saquon Barkley. He's going to meet with his agent, and they're going to hope to find a contract. It does not seem like the Giants are done with Saquon Barkley. They want him back, and obviously they should. Um, he's a very good player in this league and for this team, and he's the leader. And you know, if if the I think the numbers match up right, Alex, the Giants and Saquon Barkley will be back on a long-term deal uh, for at least three to four years, a uh, minimum of three, I would say. And um, if not, I think they will apply that tag on Saquon again. Um, I think it just will it just will happen whether whether they want to do it or not. Now we're looking towards the offseason. This is not good. We need to stop doing this. Defense. Uh, Alex. Yeah. Defense. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about the Giants defense. All right, welcome back here to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Giants defense now, and I guess we can't talk about this defense without talking about Xavier McKinney, a guy who took every single snap this season for this New York Giants team, ends up with two pretty much unbelievable interceptions in this game. I mean, jumping the route to catch a screen pass for a pick and then Tyrod Taylor on the first play throws it away and they get an interception of their own, the Eagles do. Uh, but then that amazing concentration to get a toe tap on a deep throw by Jalen Hurts as well. Xavier McKinney was all over the ball today. Uh, had a pass deflection as well in this game. And, you know, I think everything just kind of came into fruition for him with, uh, you know, playing every single snap. Does he have anything to show for it stats-wise? Today he got those stats that he was able to show uh, in this game against the Philadelphia Eagles. So credit to Xavier McKinney. And again, going to do the reference, a UFA. And, you know, well, what's going to happen with Xavier McKinney after this offseason? The Giants going to bring him back? Is, you know, is the money going to be okay uh, for McKinney? Is he, he's going to be, you know, maybe asking for a little bit more a little bit more of a bonus after he has this type of game. Look at look at back when we played the Eagles in the last game of the season. I had two interceptions. What do you got to say about that, right? So it's another million we'll per year, see. right? Right, Joe? Um, that's probably what his agent's saying. I mean, yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they let Joe uh, Julian Love, excuse me, go last off season. He's a Pro Bowler this year. Um, so do they do the same with McKinney? Do they keep him around? It's going to be a, a big conversation in the offseason. I think it really depends on price. But we're not here to talk about that. I want to mention Bobby Okereke, another player 
who's played in 100% of the snaps this season. He was excellent. Uh, he obviously jumped over the offensive line on the tush push, um, which was very funny, and I know people have been talking about doing that, so it was cool that he did that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he was fantastic. Dexter Lawrence was very good on the inside. Um, and Aziz Ojolari uh, had himself a pretty good day as well, which was nice to see. He kind of got himself in a rhythm, um, just thinking of those kinds of players that came to mind when I'm thinking of good performances. And uh, McFadden, again, that McFadden and Okereke duo, I think is very formidable. Uh, maybe not as much in pass coverage, but in terms of run defense, in terms of um, you know defensive IQ for whatever that's worth, uh, both of those guys are uh, you know top of the top, and they're a really good duo. Alex, uh, an- another player I want to go to as well is Aziz Jolari, who had two sacks in this game. So I, just, I just mentioned him. Did you actually? This guy, see, this guy, he doesn't care what I have to say. He's this, this is basically the Josh podcast right now, okay? It's like, he hears what he I, wants um, to talk I was about. so locked in on mentioning him myself, and then I didn't yeah. even like. I said, I didn't mention the two sacks, but I said he had a game. Briefly. Right. I heard you seconds. talking about Bobby O'Karake and jumping over the O-line, and I, I got that part down. Was it right after that? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was right after that. There, there you go. Uh, yeah, credit to Azizo Jolori. Not mentioned yet on this podcast, so uh, a yeah, really great job by him. <laughs> but, no, in seriousness, this Giants team actually absolutely cooked today, and that that's what I wanted to talk about, especially the defense led by Wink Marindale, who, again, I'm mentioning the press conference, but... <laughs> It's supposed to be that Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale are coming back next season. Supposedly. Uh, when Joe Shane and Brian Dable were asked, have any coaches sure. come in for, or have any coaches been asked uh, on your team for an interview by other teams, Brian Dable answered the question and said no. So, again, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what this means. I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope that, all as well with the New York Giants coaching staff. I want Mike Martindale to come back, and I, I mean, I think Kafka needs another year. Although I, I don't think it's it can't be all his fault, right? Right, you got to run For, it back with the coordinators. I think personally, you can't you can't have it both ways. Talk about how great they were one season and bad they were the other season. And like, you know, I th- I think they deserve a second chance. And the situation, like you mentioned, the injury situation, uh, the ever revolving door at pretty much every position. Um, it's tough as a coordinator to do that, and then obviously negative momentum and all that. So I, I want to run it back with those guys for sure, especially me. And, yeah, so that's what I was going to get to now. That for the final thing here about this game is that, Alex, literally the Giants crushed Nick Sirianni's, like, hopes of what this game would be. He started Jalen Hurts. He started his, mostly— His look on the sideline was so priceless. It, it was, was worth every single second of every I pick. do not— care that we have the sixth pick in the draft because couldn't care less it was beautiful could not care less nick sirianni came into this game he said we're gonna start hurts we're gonna start our other starters yes i know we have a couple players that are our best players that are injured but we're still gonna get this win we're gonna win the division it's gonna be great and by the end of the first quarter nick sirianni had no idea what the hell was going on because don wink martindale's defense was shutting down this Eagles team and shutting down Jalen Hurts. And it just shows that without, I mean, this is obvious an obvious statement, but without their star running back, without their star wide receiver, this Eagles team is close to nothing. And hopefully that gets exposed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll see if those guys are ready for that game against, against them, Super Bowl, Super Wildcard Weekend, excuse me. But regardless, 
my God, do I hope the Buccaneers give them an ass whooping. Oh, that would be absolutely phenomenal first round exits after weeks ago and all, you know, these losses and the Philly fans, oh, why can't we win a game? I'm literally only lost six this year. Um, you know, a few weeks ago saying we are the best team in the NFL. We are going to win the NFC East and not even getting that. And now they have a wild card game. It's absolutely phenomenal to watch. And I'm very happy we got that win. And, and like I said, it got so bad for Nick Sirianni and the team could do nothing right on offense that he said, you know what? Abort mission at halftime and puts in Marcus Mariota. If that didn't put a smile on your face as a Giants fan, whether you wanted them to tank and lose this game or not, I don't know what will. Because, I don't know. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And then, and then yeah, it's just great. Pulling Jalen Hurts was the real fantastic part for me. Yeah, it was wonderful. Great win. And, um... Let's let's go to now. So the Giants did wave, and we not wave. They uh, fired two of their coaches. They asked them politely to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Brian Dable announced it this morning that he talked with both of these coaches this morning, and Bobby Johnson, the offensive line coach, as well as um, Thomas McGahey, excuse me, the special teams coordinator. Well, everyone, 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 all Giants fans, including us, wanted McGahey to go. We knew that it was time for him to leave. It was just a matter of if he was going to get fired or not. So I think we all agree that's the right move. The Giants will now look to bring in a new special teams coordinator, which is a necessary thing that needed to be done. Um, The amount of issues that the special teams group has had throughout the season that are just not necessary. I mean, special teams is, is just a sort of the game where I guess because it's done so well, you expect it all to go right. And you see under bad coaching this season, how it can go wrong and the many ways it can go wrong. And that's what happened with Thomas McGahee, you know, as the special teams coordinator. Um, so I, that's really all I have to say on him. I mean, yes, obviously the, the, you know, the stuff you can't control like field goal kickers and Graham Gano getting injured for the season and backup kicker Cade York, I think it was getting injured for the rest of the season and then having to bring in, bring in Mason Crosby. That stuff is unavoidable. But it's the fundamentals that kind of were not run to the best and the fullest and punt returns and punt formations and offside calls and penalties, just, penalties, yeah. penalties, penalties, penalties. It was a penalty. Right there, yeah. Right. So that's fundamentals. the big problem. Fundamentals. Exactly. And, you know, honestly, this probably wasn't even his worst season as Giants uh, special teams coordinator, but he should have been gone a long time ago. And I'm just glad that we're finally going to get a fresh face in there. And then. You mentioned, I, we mentioned earlier, obviously, Bobby Johnson. He's gone as well. I w- I'll say this. I am very happy that Dable put personal matters aside because obviously him and Bobby Johnson, we know they're very close. They're very good friends. So I know this could not have been easy, but I like that he put the team's needs ahead of his own personal relationships. And that was something that I was a little bit worried about. Um, and I was happy that that ended up happening. And uh, you know, good luck to Bobby Johnson elsewhere. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be, but, um, you know, well, I'm sure he'll probably end up back in Buffalo or whatever it may be. But, yeah, this Giants team, they need a fresh face in the O-line coach. Doesn't mean the O-line's going to be better instantly. Uh, so if Mike uh, Munchuk or whatever the uh, O-line coach comes in, the very highly regarded one comes in, um, and he is, you know, he comes in and first game of the season, the O-line is bad. That should not be a shock. It, it's a process like Josh, uh, like Josh was mentioning uh, earlier in the episode. So I'm just excited to see who they decide to bring in for that job. I don't think it's going to be Munchuck or whatever. I'm going to guess they're going to go with someone 
a little bit more under the radar. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see who they bring in, and I'm excited to see hopefully slow but eventual improvement at that spot. Uh, and then one other coaching change that is not a firing, that is a hiring by another program, and that is something I think we talked about already. But Jeff Nixon, the Giants' former your running new, back coach, your new OC, Josh. My new OC as a Syracuse University student, the Syracuse Orange have hired Mr. Nixon to be the offensive coordinator and also keep his role that he had in the Giants, by the way. He's going to be a versatile coach over there and also coach the running backs while being the offensive coordinator for the team. This is a great move uh, by Syracuse bringing in Nixon and Brian Dable had a personal connection with him, has a very good still personal connection with him. And he said in his press conference that Nixon eventually wants to be, you know, his goal overall at almost 50 years old, Nixon is is to become a head coach at a college football team. And this is one way to get to it is probably getting the second, um, it's the second tier, I think, before becoming a head coach is getting that offensive or defensive coordinator role. So he has it now. Um, and, you know, a little Syracuse talk for a second. He's going to be really excited because he's calling plays for an Ohio State transfer that led the team this year in Kyle McCord. Um so, you know, we'll have to see Gosh, what, what all he kind of say is if he there. couldn't do it for Ohio State, how is he going to do it for Syracuse? Because Syracuse is in the ACC and Ohio State's in the Big Ten. <clears throat> Fair, but the talent and, around any other him questions? is so much worse. Any other, any other questions? He's going Corbin Harrison Jr. to... Yes. Aronde Gatston. We love that him. Guy. That guy. That guy. That guy. That um, guy. We're going to have to wait and see. The, uh, the Syracuse is also bringing in a lot of three- and four-star recruits out of high school. We'll see if they start. A couple of them actually thinking of going to Georgia as their first pick, but they actually want to play games, so they went to Syracuse. Uh, so we'll have to see how that pans out, and they could very well be playing their freshman year. Enough talk about Syracuse, though. Let's talk about Alex. Do you have any idea? Lower press conference stuff, I'm trying to think. That was pretty much like we sprinkled in a whole bunch of stuff from the uh, press conference like throughout the episode throughout the game recap as well I don't think anything else major was said so I'm assuming it's something outside of that realm no that correct no it's in that no. realm it's in that realm am I forgetting something Saquon Barkley we talked about oh Daniel Jones yes there Alex what's going on with Daniel Jones it sounds like Daniel Jones is the starter next season probably but it's, it's that... always been that though here's the thing I don't think anything has changed <laughs> I know Giants fans are freaking out on Twitter he says he's just as confident in Daniel Jones as he was before he signed the contract, Joe Shane said. I don't think there's any hints or whatever. Joe Shane's not going to come out, especially in the position that they're in at sixth overall, and say, hey, guys, I want a quarterback. I'm going to draft a quarterback. He's never, ever, ever going to do that. And you're not going to put down one of your own players by saying, oh, I'm not confident in them or whatever. This is just a non-headline, in my opinion. Well, this is what he said, and this is like the exact quote. There's always a chance Daniel is not Daniel Jones is not ready by week one, so we need to hope for the best, but plans, but plan for all possibilities. Um, yeah, I, it's it's just expected. And then the other two things, I had two more that I wanted to talk about. Joe Shane talked about uh, how this is a good draft for them. They have four picks in the top seventy. We'll have to see how that works out. Um, Leonard know, Williams' you pick is 46th overall, which is really good because the Seahawks missed out on the playoffs. Seahawks missed the playoffs, exactly. Um, and that's a good thing there. And then the last thing he talked about was when he was referencing players who, you know, that they were going to, because like I said in the beginning of the episode, they talked about repeatedly, we're going to take a look back, we're going to take a look back. Uh, he mentioned one guy in particular. Alex, I don't know if you picked up on this. Paris Campbell, 
was that guy, how he just did not work out in the offensive system this season. Uh, he, Joe Shane was saying he's a very good player, and you know he thinks he'll still be a, a consistently good player in the, in the NFL, but he is done with the New York Giants, and uh, that is something that Joe Shane definitely spoke about and, and seemed to very much not even indicate. I think he just, he just blatantly said it. He just... put it out there that um, he used him as an example. And just, yeah, I mean, it is true. We, we brought him in as hopefully another piece to help out Daniel Jones and what we wanted to be out of this quote-unquote explosive offense this season, adding Darren Waller, keeping Saquon Barkley, adding Jalen Hyde, Wondell Robinson, right? Uh, and, and he just never really played It was low risk, amount of high reward. So it, may, it still makes sense. Yeah. It was a signing I would still make now. Um, yeah. you know, just for the chance that he could be uh, a very good receiver. And, you know, it didn't work out, but they didn't pay him much. And because he didn't really play much, none of those bonuses really kicked in. So it ended up being a pretty cheap deal. Oh, and at the end of the day, too, uh, Sterling Shepard played his last game for the New York Giants. Completely forgot to mention that in the recap against the Eagles. Uh, Almost they got tried that down. They were so to hard they tried to get him a touchdown. But and I think it's all-time reception just... leader, though. So they got him that. It showed why Sterling Shepard is not going to be on the Giants anymore because, my God, they gave him so many opportunities to do things, and he did everything wrong. Like, he did not catch anything that was thrown to him. It just, he, he's, guys, like, he's washed now. I mean, that's, it's it's time. He knows it's time. It's time. It's, it's time. It's time to go. Uh, and, and that is the, uh, the deal with Sterling Shepard. Will he end up with another team? I can't imagine. I think he'll retire a giant. I hope he retires a giant this year. That there's no reason of giving an assent. Oh, congrats else. to Darius Slayton, who I think made almost half a million dollars um, yesterday in that game with the reception, yard bonuses, uh, the touchdown bonus. So congrats to him and Jahad Ward, who I believe made a quarter of a million for that fifth sack of the season as well. So congrats to those guys on a little uh, New Year's gift, I guess you can say. Yeah, good for them. And. Um, I guess that's going to do it for this uh, Giants versus Eagles recap. Not really. Yes. Joe Shane press conference with Brian Dable reaction as well. Uh, Alex, good luck titling this one. That's all I have to say. Well, I think I'm going to title it Giants Eagles recap. Joe Shane press conference. Dable fires McGahee, Bobby Johnson. Good title right there. So that's a big title right there. That's something we haven't had in a year or so. Yeah. Those big titles. We'll figure it out. Um, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. We got it. We got it. All good. Uh, but we thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. Like I said, <laughs> more episodes coming up, off-season content on the rise. But first, we got we to gotta take a look at the season under review, right? That's what we're going to do later this week, the 2023-24 New York Giants season review. Uh, an overall kind of recap is going to be later this season. And then also, if you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, I would subscribe now because there is content that is not on the podcast that is on the YouTube channel throughout our off-season, especially 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 the draft content so if you really want to stay hooked on who the giants are going to draft where it's going to be you need to subscribe to our youtube channel because not only are you going to get the content on the podcast you know where you're able to watch it but also other forms of uh short form video content that we don't put out as episodes because you know either it's literally five ten minute videos or also you get to see our list in the boards of when we do like kind of our live mock sometimes, sometimes we'll still put it in the episodes, but it's like just not the same. You you got the same. Yeah, you could listen to the episode up till then, and then switch to the YouTube video for that part, and then go back. It's whatever you want to do, but we but we do put out there is the that we do put out more content on the YouTube than that just doesn't get included on the True. on the episodes. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all I have to say there. So a little PSA to subscribe to the Giant Take YouTube channel and. Um, 
rate us five stars with that like button. That's really that's really all I have for you besides following the social media platforms at the Giant Take Pod on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'll probably be putting out clips later today from the press conference so you can get a view yourself of what Joe, Shane, and Brian Dable said and having instead of having to watch, you know, the entire 30 minutes. I'll be posting those clips sporadically, hopefully in the next couple of days. Alex on Twitter at Inorian23. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. And we thank you so much for watching and or listening. I don't know why at the end there I you went British. British. Yeah, I don't know what's I, going I, on there. I meant to say thank you so much, and then it kind of just slowed down. So it was like, thank you so much. Yeah, you know? There you go. All right, thank you, everyone. Make sure to come back and listen to our uh, season recap because I think that's or watch. really fun. Yeah, or watch. I think that's we'll probably be... record that, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a really good episode because I think there's actually a lot to learn from the season. I know everyone wants to forget it, but I think there's a lot of key things to talk about regarding you know, mistakes that were made, things that can be learned from. So you everyone should tune in. Joe Shane needs to tune in because he needs to learn as well. Brian Dable, whoever needs to tune in. Uh, but thank you very much for a great season. Um, you know, thank you for sticking with us. And uh, we'll see you next time starting in the New York Giants offseason. Peace.